Thanks for tuning in to the audio edition of our Sunday sermons. For more information about Cornerstone, visit cornerstonerome.com. Hey, listen, man, we're so glad that you're joining with us here today. And I am so blessed because I have some friends here with me. These are some of our graduates here in our church. So I know you can't do it like through the internet and all that kind of stuff, but their parents are here today with us and they're all kind of spread out as best we can in the room. So man, we're here to honor you guys today as well. So why don't y'all give them a hand? You can do it online. Throw some hearts, throw some love. So what's it feel like you guys being up here? Are you nervous? You don't know what I'm going to say. Are you kind of nervous right now? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit, maybe. I promise I won't embarrass you. I promise you that. I promise you. But I am honored that you're here, and uh, I want to share a couple of things with you guys, and I know that it's been a little bit of a um, unique season for you guys, probably the only graduating class in probably, you know, 100 years that's had to deal with something this um, kind of unique from the standpoint of as a senior or as in graduating from college or whatever area you're in. And so, man, I'm just really proud of you guys. I wanted you to know that, first of all, for what you've done. And for all the work you put into it, it's no easy thing to do, and uh, we know you worked very, very hard. And uh, so I thought instead of, since you didn't get to go across the platform in your schools, I thought we'd give you our platform and let you hang out up here, huh, a little bit. How's it feel? How's it feel? It's, it's comfortable. You get like, you know, you don't get to share it with hundreds of people. You get kind of your own little spot. It's kind of nice. So I'm going to share something with you guys. I'm going to also share it with you guys online as well. Um, this is going to apply to both, uh, both for adults and those of you who are graduating. But I'm going to give you something. I don't want you to open what you have yet. I'm going to let you open that in a minute. <clears throat> but I'm going to give you some spiritual uh, things, and I'm going to give you some practical things, because I think that um, as Christians, sometimes you can overemphasize the spiritual, but God also works in the practical. You know, he's not a, like, how many of you guys know that if you're registering for college, continuing next steps, register for anything. God doesn't do that for you, right? Has he ever registered anything for you? You ever had God do that for you? No, he doesn't. He doesn't do your homework. You ever prayed for him to help you with your homework and didn't study or for a test or whatever? He doesn't help you with any of that stuff. If you notice that, God helped me. Like you didn't study at all. I know you guys do that. Other kids do that, right? You forgot to study and you're like, oh God, please help me, please help me. You ever notice like it just doesn't seem like it works because like you have your part, he has his part, right? And so I'm going to give you some practical, some spiritual things, and we're going to give you some practical stuff, okay? And so I just want to say a couple things to our church real quick. <clears throat> for those watching online right now, for you guys in the room right now as well, uh, please pray for, I know you guys all heard the president's announcement that uh, uh, churches are essential. I think that's cool. That's great. But um, that doesn't take care of the liability. So uh, that's a, a big deal for churches. And so please pray for us. We're meeting as elders uh, Tuesday to pray and discuss our next steps. We are going to be deciding some next steps. And then Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, I'll go live on Facebook and I'll tell you what our next steps are going to be, what I can what I can project anyway. So mark your calendar for that. It'll be a good time. Share some things with you. Maybe even take a few questions you might have. How about that? Um, so there we go. So, hey, today I want to talk to you a little bit about opportunity or obstacle, okay? Opportunity or obstacle. And this is for you guys, but it's also for everybody else in the room and everybody watching online right now. Is this an opportunity or is it an obstacle? And um, many times, you know, opportunities are hidden by obstacles. I don't know if you guys have realized that yet. This may not seem like an opportunity at all for you. It may feel like I got shortchanged, man, this stinks, it's not. But I promise you, sometimes opportunities are hidden because of what you see, an obstacle in front of you. And so <clears throat> Joshua had the very same thing. He had an opportunity to take a city, 
And he even had a promise from God. You guys all heard this. You've been going to church long enough. You've heard the story of Jericho and how Joshua went in. And he's supposed to fight and do all this stuff. And instead they sent the marching band out, right, to surround the whole city. And they played their trumpets and their horns and all this kind of stuff. And then no one ever pulled a sword. It just seemed like the music guys were going to knock everything down, right? So Joshua had a plan. God gave him a strategy. But when he got there, Jericho was a very fortified city. Jericho was uh, it's one of the oldest cities in the, in the world. Jericho was fortified with walls, and really, when they saw it, probably many of them kind of stepped back a little bit because it was so huge. It was such a big deal, and it really, the Bible says this about this, and Josh, I'm going to read this to you guys, and everyone listen online, you want to turn your Bibles or click on this up to Joshua 6, but put it on the screen for you. This is this, now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in, but the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all of its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn, and on the seventh day you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horn. See, it was the marching band. That's why they went first, right? So when you hear the, probably a little better than high school marching band, but nonetheless, you know what I'm saying, like, you know. Depending on what school you're at, I'm sure they're great. So <clears throat> when you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can, and then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. You know, sometimes great opportunities are surrounded by obstacles. They really are. If you remember back um, before this ever took place, there were two guys that actually went into this area to try to spy out the land. Do you remember Joshua and Caleb. Remember these guys? They went in there to spot the land. A whole bunch of people went in with them. But Joshua and Caleb, they had this idea that even though they had a setback and even though there was an obstacle, even though there was big giants in the land they were supposed to go into, they learned how to see past that and see an opportunity. And so many times in life, to be very real with you guys and then everybody watching online, if you have never heard this before, it's the thing that you focus on is what seems the biggest to you. So if you see giants in the land, guess what you're going to expect to happen? Man, the giants are going to eat me or whatever. You know, I don't know what people think about giants like, ugh, feel crazy giants are afraid of them. But if you see the beautiful prosperity of a city, you'll see past the obstacle and you'll see the opportunity. So Joshua and Caleb saw opportunity. But everyone else in the camp, they saw obstacles. Whatever you focus on, that's the one you typically embrace. So <clears throat> this is why God gave Joshua this important command before he saw the obstacle. This is what he told him. So this is a couple of verses in Joshua. Okay, I'm going to read you from Joshua chapter 1. This is verse 6, verse 7, and verse 9. We'll skip around a little bit, okay? But listen to the words that God gave Joshua, a leader. Now, remember, he was with Moses. He saw great things. But this is what he told Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Then he says in verse 7, watch this, be strong and very courageous. Be strong and very courageous. This is my command, verse 9. This is what he says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. And then he says this, or discouraged. Or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let me just tell you something right now there's a lot of people that are afraid of a lot of stuff right now but a lot of people are discouraged 
And I don't want you guys or anybody else watching online, you guys in this room, to be discouraged right now. Because that's exactly what the enemy would love to do is discourage you and make you think, well, you know, your year didn't count because you didn't get this like everyone else did. Hey, I look at it differently. You got a unique year. Everybody's going to talk about your year for the longest time going forward. No one's getting, no one, I don't get to say this. Like, my graduation was normal. It was a normal walk across the aisle. They were all told, all the parents were told, be quiet. No one say anything. Let's be politically correct and clap for everyone after everyone's gone through. <laughs> my dad was from, like, outside of Paulding County. He didn't do that. He showed up for graduation. As soon as they called my name, whoa, that's my boy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. First one that breaks him. Then after that, it's over. Every parent is like, well, he did. I'm going to do That's my baby. That's my baby. You know what? Listen, that ain't, there's really nothing to talk. That's every year. You guys get to say something totally different. You get a totally and completely different perspective that no one else gets this the next year probably. We pray to God it'll be the next year. But you guys get something unique. It's an opportunity. Don't look at it as discouragement. Look at it as like, what is God doing through this? How can I use it as an opportunity and not an obstacle? And so let me just tell you a couple of thoughts on this, okay? Strength without courage is a bully. Strength without courage is a bully. You ever met somebody that's really tough and strong? In school, I know you've seen a few of these people, right? They talk a lot. They push people around. The kid's carrying the books. They knock stuff out of his hands. They're bullies. They just talk and yap at their lips until one day... Somebody, they push the wrong person, right? And before long, it stops because they don't put up with the bully. Because a person that's just strong and has no courage, they're just a bully. Watch this. A person, think about this. It's like Goliath. He stood out in the fields of taunting the Israelites, right? And he said this stuff every single day. I defy the armies of Israel. He's just a big bully, just a big old talker until David showed up. And then that shut him down. Watch this, though. Courage without strength is just insecurity. And somebody like Saul was a person who was very insecure. Oh, man, he he had courage. He would do stuff. But he didn't have the strength to hold himself back when it was necessary. He didn't have the strength to do the right thing at the right time. And I'm telling you, God says we need both strength and courage. And I believe you guys have both of those qualities. I believe you're strong I believe you're courageous people, and I believe God's going to use you mightily in your lives. And so, just because it seems difficult doesn't mean it's not God. Just because you have to go through difficult circumstances doesn't mean God is not with you. He is with you, and he is for you, just like we were singing. But watch this. I've noticed this. Everybody wants a testimony. If you're watching online, listen to me very carefully. You know this is true. Everybody wants an awesome testimony. But in order to get a great testimony, you've got to go through a great battle. No one brags about the fact that, you know, man, I just drove to church today. There's nothing great about that. But, like, if your car breaks down and you have to figure out how to get here, and it takes you 30 minutes to get to church, but you make it anyway, that's a, that's a little different. But no one wants their car to break down, but everybody wants the testimony. God sometimes, listen, will shine the brightest in some of the most difficult seasons of your life. I promise you that. So, I want you to think about Bible folks in the Bible that have had difficult seasons, okay? And those of you at home, you, you know these people very well, and you guys know these, very, these people very well as well. But Joseph, this was the kid who had great dreams as a teenager, right? He gets older, and what happens? He gets thrown into the pit, 
sold into slavery, and then he's in the jail. But Joseph had great opportunity, but he went through difficult obstacles before he got to do the thing that God gave him to do. If you think about Joseph, then think about Cain. I know people like Cain because he killed his brother. He's not a great influential guy. You know what I'm saying? I probably shouldn't look to him very much. But there's something about Cain. He had the opportunity to give God the best of what he had, just like Abel. But the obstacle in his way, he couldn't get past the jealousy in his heart of his brother. I mean, obstacles have a way of, they will try to bring you down, but God gives you opportunities every single time if we overcome them. What about Mary? You think about the mother of Jesus. Wow. I mean, you think about what an honor that would be, right? That must have been a great thing. I mean, she, but she had an awesome opportunity, but the obstacle of watching her son die on the cross. I'm telling you, great opportunities are sometimes surrounded by great obstacles. So let me throw out something to you, and you guys don't have to answer this because it's not a trick question. I'm going to ask your parents. How about that? So, and those of you online, um, it's okay. It's no right or wrong answer. It's just perspective, okay? If I were to show you this, and you've probably heard this before, this bottle of water, and I were to ask you the question, what do you think <clears throat> the status of this bottle of water is? Is it half full or is it half empty? Which one? What is it, Lily? What do you, what do you think it is? Girlfriend, listen, you are my amen corner. You get to be there every Sunday. Your mom and dad have to bring you back every Sunday. She's the only one allowed in the church right now, okay? I'm saying that is exactly right. You get an A. You know what? You should get a cap and gown too, baby girl. That is amazing. It's half full. Out of the mouth of children. Did you hear that? I didn't prompt her. She just said that. But so many people right now, they look at the bottle and they say, oh, it's empty. It's half empty. It's just almost gone. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I just can't. No, no, no. It's opportunity. There's still plenty of water to drink. You know? Like, it's not gone. There's opportunity. But it's what you view and what you see makes all the difference. So listen. Share this last thought with you guys, okay? And then I'm going to give you something here a little practical. Okay? Sometimes... When the enemy tries to take you down with obstacles, to discourage you, to bring you down, I just want to encourage you this. God tells you it's time to fight. You've got to fight to stay encouraged. I'm telling you, there is so many, there are so many people out there who will tell you this is half empty. They will discourage you from trying to do anything. You tell them you want to pursue this or pursue that, they'll say, oh, well, I don't know, that's too hard. It's because they don't do anything in life. That's why they usually say that. Don't listen to those people. If you think, if God's calling you to do it, you do it, man. You step out there, be bold enough to take the steps to try and step out. Who, don't worry about it. So what if you fail? It's okay. You'll learn from that. You'll pick yourself up and do again, right? But don't let people discourage you from trying. Try and follow God. But you've got to fight. First Timothy first, uh, chapter 6 and verse 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. You guys heard this scripture before, right? Fight the good fight of faith. Really the only fight that we're supposed to be in. As a Christian, right? We're not supposed to fight with each other. We're supposed to fight the good fight of faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which I have declared so well before many witnesses. Here's what the word fight means. I want to just read this to you, and we're going to switch gears, okay? Paul gives directives. This is out of uh, New American Commentary. Listen to this. He says, Paul gives directives for perseverance in the fight. First, he borrowed an image from the athletic sphere to urge Timothy to keep up the good fight for the faith. 
The metaphor can imply either running or boxing or wrestling, all of which are high-endurance sports. Now, I don't know, any of you guys wrestle? Any of you guys run? Any of you guys do, like, uh, what else was it? Boxing. Any of you guys box? <laughs> so I have done all three. Yes, I have boxed before. Not organized, just me and friends. We had boxing gloves. We tried it. The crazy thing about boxing is, first of all, there's a way to stand and there's a way not to stand, okay? Second of all, once you start, when you start throwing gloves that weigh, I don't know how many ounces they are, about a minute and a half, you think you're like Muhammad Ali. A minute and a half, you're nothing. Like, you're like, because it's high endurance. Wrestling is high endurance. It's a short amount of time, but it takes a lot of gas out of the tank. When you fight the good fight of faith, listen, it takes everything you've got to fight. It's high endurance. It's not something you can just do once. You've got to fight. So they say this. It says, to fight for the fight includes at least a struggle for the truth of the gospel, but it may also refer in a broader way to the whole of his Christian life as a great contest requiring discipline and purpose. And the use of the present tense for fight suggests a, watch this, continuous struggle. I want you to hear me today on something. This is one of many fights you're going to have in your life. One of many. Your parents will tell you right now, listen, you're going to fight another fight. This isn't the only one. But you get a, you get a head start. I know it sounds crazy, but you get to go through something right now that most seniors didn't get to go through. It's actually going to be, you're probably going to be stronger for it. You're going to see a perspective that others didn't see, and you're probably going to have a better advantage, really. It may not look like it now in the long run. So be prepared. You're going to have other fights. And the last thing I'll share with you is just remember to be strong and courageous. There's always great opportunity beyond the wall. Always opportunity beyond the wall. So here's what we did for you guys. So I know maybe you guys online, if you're struggling with this kind of thing right now, man, I just want to encourage you to be strong and courageous. There is always opportunity beyond the wall. Always, always opportunity beyond the wall. But what we did for you guys there, I want you to take a moment. You can open the card and read that later. But I want you to just open up the cover of what you got there. And it's not like, okay, it's not like a million bucks, okay? I just want to prepare you now. This is not a, like a, um, it's not a new car. This is not the Oprah Winfrey show. You know, this is not like Pastor Jody's favorite things and I gave you like a brand new car. I'm sorry. That, I wish I could do that for you. I would do it. But um, it is one of my favorite things. And um, so you can see what this is here. Some of you guys definitely go through Christmas a little different than others. Some of you are the neat openers, and some of you guys are like. <laughs> so this is a very practical book. I'm going to give you a heads up on this, okay? This is by a former vice president of Walt Disney World, executive vice president. He managed over 40,000 employees at Walt Disney World. Had a pretty big responsibility. This is a book that will give you some practical steps in your career, whatever that might be where you go. But so I did something I thought might be kind of cool is we reached out to Lee Cockrell. And thanks, Lee, for doing this, man. I appreciate this. You are awesome, my man. Thank you. He actually addressed this to you guys, each of you. Not only that, um, we reached out to him. And so he actually did something for you guys. So go ahead, Joey. Let him hear this. So I hope that was cool for you guys. We want to do something special for you guys. Just thought it was kind of neat that he would do that for you. And uh, I hope that, 
I think it gives you just some practical steps, you know, that, that coming from a guy who managed 40,000 employees at probably the most well-known uh, organization on the planet, Walt Disney World, um, no joke, and just thought it was cool. So, see, had this not happened, you would have not gotten that, you know? So just take the thing as you get and say, man, look, God, whatever you're doing, I'm open. I'm just open. So here's what we're going to do right now. For those of you watching online, I pray for you the same way that you may not be graduating from college or graduating from high school right now, but maybe you yourself find yourself in a situation where you've allowed all the things that have gone on the last eight weeks to really kind of get you down, to make you think that you can't move forward, that maybe opportunities moved by and you just can't figure out how to move forward. But listen, great advice spiritually, great advice practically. Go back and listen to this again and be encouraged today. Be strong and be courageous. So I want to pray for you right now. You're at home. You're watching. Man, you're online. I know all these guys here. They love Jesus. And, man, these these wonderful guys right here. Um, we're going to pray for those of you who are watching right now. Maybe you're online right now. You're watching on YouTube or you're on Facebook, either one, and streaming live there. And you're listening. And you're, you have some spiritual questions. You have some questions about the Lord. You have some questions about Jesus. I mean, we're going to take a moment here to pray for you right now. Would you just bow your head just where you are and in your living room, in your car, maybe wherever you're at right now. Maybe you're at work even, and you're just on your break, and you're able to listen in on this right now. I just want to pray for you. Just take this time to pray this prayer with me now. Just say, Dear Jesus, I come before you today, and I, I give you my heart, and I give you my life. God, I, I surrender everything to you. I don't know what you're doing in this season, but God, I'm open to you. Whatever you need me to do, I surrender my life, my resources, and everything to you. In Jesus' name, I make you the Lord of my life. Man, if you prayed that prayer, we are so proud and excited for you, man. For the first time in like eight weeks, we have some folks in here who can actually clap. You might hear them clap for you. <laughs> Everybody online, give them some hearts and give them some love. Let them know how much you appreciate them right now for, for making that decision. We have some information right there. Simple connect.cornerstonerome.com. We would love to follow up with you and help you get started walking with God. Well, hey, listen, we're going to be back live here in the next few moments, I think in about um, 30 minutes. No, what time are we coming back, guys? What time? We come back at 1145? Thank you very much. I totally lost my train of thought. We'll be back here live at 1145, so come back and watch the ceremony we're going to have with our graduates. We're going to honor them, do some great things for these guys. So as always, before we leave... We always pray this over you guys before you leave here. And as always, we declare this blessing over you. In Numbers chapter 6 and verse 24, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Man, God bless you. We love you so much. And we'll see you Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If so, feel free to pay it forward and share this podcast with someone else. Thanks for listening.